Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, happy Monday morning to everybody. I hope you had a great weekend, especially being Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I'm so grateful for everything that my mom gave me and the experience that I had of growing up. And I really miss her. And I love her so much. And that was something we never said too much to each other as a family. But I'm here now stating it that I know I will see her again one day. Well, as as I sit here, ready to give you the next episode, episode 49, Eight Great Pain Relievers You Aren't Using, this is my second take. I had the other episode, the other take, completely done. And I don't know what is going on with this program. I really don't. But I think that other one had a lot of bugs in it and was very unstable. So I just erased everything off my laptop, went back, and got one of the older episode or episode episodes, one of the older programs, and downloaded that one. So we'll see how this one goes here. But again, we are going to be talking about eight great pain relievers you aren't using. It's only and it's only recently that doctors have begun to treat chronic pain as an illness in its own right, and about time too. Around 50 million Americans live with some form of chronic pain, from migraine to back issues, fibromyalgia to osteoarthritis, lingering pain from old injuries to pelvic floor dis- dysfunction. While medical Medications like NSAIDs and opiates are useful for treating acute pain. They often fail to provide meaningful relief for pain that becomes chronic, and in the case of opiates, can create more problems than they solve. Fortunately, there are multiple non-pharmaceutical treatments and approaches available today that can decrease chronic pain and help people learn to enjoy life again. Here are eight science-backed methods. Now remember, these are just methods to help relieve some of the pain. They're not cures at all. So let's get into it. Number one, mindfulness-based stress reduction. Mindfulness is more than a buzzword and is definitely not new. Based on ancient meditation practices originating from the cultures of the East, mindfulness is gradually being adopted by mainstream medicine to improve the symptoms of certain conditions. Learning to tune into our body, connect with the environment around you, and help your mind slow down 
as moderate benefits backed by research like reducing pain and stress and even symptoms of depression and anxiety. It can also increase feelings of well-being and self-awareness. When it comes to chronic pain, the intention of mindfulness training is to learn about a potentially shift or perceptions of and reactions to pain. Studies have shown an eight-week course in mindfulness can lower pain frequency, sensitivity, and even just the unpleasantness of pain itself. That doesn't mean that the pain is simply all in your head. Actually, magnetic response imaging scans have shown that practicing mindfulness changes how the brain responds to pain. It has been proven to be useful for inflammatory bowel syndrome and inflammatory bowel disease, lower back pain, paralysis, fibromyalgia, and rheumatoid arthritis-related symptoms. Mindfulness-based stress reduction are most commonly offered in a group setting with an instructor, or some may explore practicing mindfulness independently via books or audio recordings. Number two, Tai Chi. These ancient practices, Chinese practices, involve slow, deliberate movements and can be thought of as forms of moving meditation. Tai Chi is more of a full-body approach that is part of the martial art form, whereas Jing Zhong is usually performed while standing or sitting with less active movements. The goal of these low-impact practices is to increase or excess energy in the body, known as Qi, which in turn leads to a heightened inner balance and well-being. While the many benefits are backed by science and in the practices are generally considered safe, it's not completely understood how Tai Chi reduces chronic pain. Experts theorize that the deep relaxation the practices can uh, facilitate may relieve muscle, muscle tension, boost feel-good endorphins, and calm the nervous system. Exercise, in general, helps loosen up stiff muscles and improve blood flow, which can also help with pain reduction. In clinical trials, the practices have been found to help chronic low back pain and pain associated with fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, and rheumatoid arthritis. Classes can be found at local rec centers, hospitals, YCMAs, and fitness clubs. There are also plenty of online videos you can also follow along with the comfort of your house. Although many people enjoy the social aspects of group practice and the support of a guiding teacher, you'll get the best results if you practice regularly. Alright, number three, pain reprocessing therapy. This newer treatment has only been extensively tried in people with chronic back pain but the results have been very positive. In a clinical trial published in September 2021, out of a, about 150 patients with mild or moderate back pain without a clear physical origin, two-thirds were pain-free or nearly pain-free after four weeks of pain reprocessing therapy, 98% had at least some improvement. The therapy is based on the idea that with the specialized training, 
people can actually train their brains to switch off chronic pain. Patients are first taught about how the brain interacts with pain, the toxic pain fear cycle, and the reversibility of pain. They learn to change their perspective of pain, viewing it with curiosity and non-judgment instead of fear apprehension. PRT instructors will also help people address other difficult emotion uh, roadblocks that can raise perceived threat levels with exasperating pain, like difficult relationships and precarious self-criticism. The treatment is also helpful, specifically for pain, catastrophes, or believing your pain is unbearable, intolerable, and will never end. These sorts of thoughts are just that, thoughts, not facts, and pain processing can help you overcome them. Sessions occur one-on-one with a therapist twice weekly for four weeks. Providers need special training, but the sessions may be covered by insurance. If they're billed as psychotherapy or physical therapy, most research is ongoing to look at at long-term effects and if the main benefit other than pain conditions. Number four, acupuncture. Acupuncture treatment comes from a traditional Chinese medicine, a practice that has been around thousands of years. An acupuncturist treats a client by using thin needles to puncture the skin at specific points on the body to activate or shift the flow of qi. That helps keep the body healthy and functioning appropriately. From a Western medicine perspective, the needles are primarily thought to stimulate the central nervous system in ways that either increase or decrease different chemicals in the body in order to help with healing. When it comes to chronic pain relief, you look at uh, multiple studies examining the effectiveness of acupuncture show that the practice is effective. Its results persist over time and its benefits cannot be explained away by the placebo effect. The treatment is also generally considered safe. It can treat chronic back pain, chronic pain, joint pain, and even headaches and migraines. Studies suggest it may also improve some of the Crohn's disease, colitis, and arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and even endometriosis. Acupuncture sessions take place with the patient sitting or laying down on a table. Often in calming, dimly lit, lit room, the placement of the needles will depend on the area of pain, and they shouldn't hurt significantly. Most people actually find the treatment relaxing while some people report worsening symptoms after they first begin acupuncture. TCM practitioners say this is often normal and it's usually followed by quick improvement and insurance covers may vary, but some clinics offer sliding scale fees. All right, number five, cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy, commonly known as CBT, is a cornerstone of contemporary talk therapy, but you may be surprised to know that it can help chronic pain as well. CBG teaches people to identify negative or unproductive thoughts and replace them with beneficial ones. Put another way, patients learn 
to manage pain and discomfort by shifting their focus and perspective, near, thereby lessening the perceived insensitivity in of pain. What's left unchecked can create a negative feedback loop. Researchers' studies have shown CBT can improve symptoms of chronic back and joint pain, in addition to headaches. In a study of nearly a thousand people on long-term opiate treatment for chronic pain, individuals who received the CBT, along with, yo with yoga and breathing exercises for the three months, found their pain reduced even one year later. They also noticed improvements in sleep and the ability to complete everyday tasks. CBT is commonly done in a one-on-one -on -one session that can take place in person or via telehealth. It's important to find a provider that makes you feel comfortable. And the first session should be more like a consultation. If the match isn't good, know that it's okay to seek out a new therapist. Once you conclude your therapy, usually after five to 20 sessions, You'll need to continue practicing the skills learned to see their benefits. There are also apps that offer CBT lessons that have some research behind them. All right, number six, chiropractic therapy. People who swear by their chiropractor swear by their chiropractor. This hands-on therapy involves manipulating the spine and sometimes other parts of the body to improve range of motion and physical function and to correct alignment. Practitioners believe fixing spinal alignment reduces pressure on the central nervous system, increasing the body's ability to heal itself and therefore reducing chronic pain. The technique has only been proven effective for musculoskeletal issues, low back pain, sciatica, headaches, and migraine, and neck pain. The evidence is strongest for low back pain it also may be beneficial for people with multiple sclerosis and those with hip and back pain from osteoarthritis. It's not recommended for active AS. Sessions take place in the medical office setting and multiple visits may be required. Fortunately, it's covered by most insurance plans. A chiropractor will perform adjustments with the pain patient sitting or lying down on the table. Soreness or fatigue may be felt for a few days after the session, similar to what felt after rigorous workout. All right, number seven is biofeedback. Biofeedback shares some foundations with mindfulness-based stress reduction. Using different gentle sensors attached to the body, the practice can help people be aware of their physical responses to stress or pain, like quickening their breathing, or ten tensing certain muscles. A therapist can then share techniques that can or, or reverse these reactions when they threaten to exacerbate pain, providing physical and emotional relief in the process. This technique has been proven effective in treating chronic pain for numerous conditions from fibromyalgia and osteoarthritis to cancer, lupus, and TMJ. It also helps with the headaches and migraine, as well as back, knee, and vulvar pain. Not only does it reduce pain in intensity, but it can also help with symptoms of depression and anxiety. The types of sensors used on the technique 
taut can vary significantly depending on the kind of pain and its cause. The number of sessions recommended can also vary. The treatment isn't always covered by insurance, but if one-on-one therapy isn't financially feasible, these are consumers' wearables. There are consumer wearables and even phone apps that can teach you similar techniques to practice on your own. And finally, number eight, physical therapy. Physical therapy, often called PT for short, is a mainstream active treatment that helps patients with chronic pain regain strength and mobility with the goal of reducing pain in the process. A physical therapist could help you build up the muscles around your core, for example, to help with low back issues. They might also use additional techniques like massage or the TENS therapy, which I do myself here at the house and it works pretty good, I like it, to potentially help disrupt pain signals, increase blood flow for healing, and encourage the production of endorphins. Physical therapy is effective for treating chronic pain related to the hip and knee osteoarthritis, fibromyalgia, sciatica, back nerves or issues, and even pelvic pain associated with cancers. It can also help people who are scared to move feel more comfortable and safe with exercise again which has numerous physical and emotional benefits. While you may need a referral from your primary care doctor, the majority of comprehensive insurance plans cover PT. Physical therapists require proper education and certification, and they work in a variety of settings, from hospitals and private clinics to outpatient rehab centers. At your first session, a therapist will ask you about your history and may test your strength and range of motion. It's important to wear clothes that allow you to move freely. Since your PT may ask you to perform various exercises or stretches, you'll likely need to practice some exercises outside of the sessions of what your most has the most benefit for yourself. All right, that concludes this episode. I'm glad you're here listening with me. I appreciate all, all of you. And I hope some of the information that I'm giving you helps in some way the issues that you're dealing with every single day. Well, again, thank you. And I will see you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.